Well, good evening, all. Here we are, another evening with the Course of Love. Uh, we are currently in the first treatise, and we will be starting with Chapter 9, Giving and Receiving. Um, and as we do in the past, everyone will read a paragraph each. If there's like a one-liner and you're reading, pick up that one line, you know, one para- one-line paragraph. And we'll read and then stop. And if there's anybody wants to talk about it, something reaches, you know, talks to your heart, and you say, I really like to discuss this, then, you know, fine. If not, if it invokes some other thoughts within your heart that you feel a need to share, the floor is open. It's an open dialogue. There's no structure per se. But we do try to keep something rolling, and we'll read, and if we need to read a little more, we'll read a little more. If not, that's where we stop. Because if it's going to be dialogue for, you know, for, for an hour or so, it's fine. There's no structure that we have to read a certain amount. So, Okay, so with that said, we have with us this evening, we have Judy, Reverend Richard Joy, Reverend Bill, Gloria, I have the tones on, so I don't think anybody else has joined us. And again, as I repeat, and everybody knows, telephonic etiquette is to keep your lines muted when not speaking. And when we do read or speak, it's nice to just let everybody know you can complete or finish, done, whatever works. So nobody's stepping on toes. And when someone's speaking, to get, you know, allow them the space talk and finish, all right? So just some etiquette that it's nice. So I'm going to take a deep breath because I just did my walk and the air on the East Coast is kind of suffocating tonight. So, ah. so just going through your heart, right into your heart center. Feel it. Know it. Know that's where you live, in your heart. You can just go through your mind, that's fine. But feel it in your heart and hear these words. God is our strength, our substance and our source and our supply. We open our minds to divine ideas and we are grateful for the flow of good in our lives. Just those simple words, just take them in. God is our strength. And we are grateful for the flow of good in our lives. (sighs) So, here we go. I'm just going to maybe back up a little bit, kind of give us some, something left, he left with us last week, before we, when we read Incarnation and Resurrection. He said to us last week, We have talked thus far of union of heart and mind. Least you think, lest you think that this union is not all-encompassing, we will reflect a moment here on how the art of thought brings all you have seen as parts of this little self, such as male and female, conception and action, inspiration and manifestation together, into the whole audit. And with that, I'm going to ask Judy to start us off with chapter 
uh, nine, giving and receiving. Thank you. Thank you. The art of thought is not possible without a return to the virgin or unaltered true self. The practice of the art of thought is what will complete the return begun through the coursework in a course of love. This will bring about the union of the male and female, of conception and action, of inspiration and manifestation. This is what we have been speaking of when speaking of miracle-mindedness or miracle readiness. This is wholeheartedness and is achieved through mindfulness. Complete. Reverend Rita? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, whether you be male or female matters not, as you are in truth the union of each. The end of separation that brought about the resurrection brought about this union, and the separation of male and female continues to exist only in form. The end of separation brought about the resurrection. Hmm. You're not muted. <laughs> no, no, I, I was speaking. <laughs> yeah, um, no, we, but we, I, we read oh, through. Oh. We read through. Oh, okay. Oh, I then, see, sure. Yeah. Reverend Bill. Oh, and then at the end. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Reverend before, Bill, would you like three, please? Sure. Uh, before I do that, I'd like to just say hi to Reverend Rija. I haven't connected with you for some time. Thanks for being here. <laughs> oh, thank you, Reverend Bill. Thank you so much. Three. However, we are talking now in a certain sense of an elevation of form. While this is actually an elevation beyond form, it must begin in the reality where you think you are. In other words, it must begin with form. You cannot await some changed state, but must create the changed state you await. Gloria? Four. Yeah. Four. You are used to you are used to creating in an outward ways. One of the few exceptions to this outward creation is the act of giving birth. But birth like all outward manifestation but reflects in a change. The growth of a new beginning within the womb of another as a visible manifestation of gestation, which is a prelude to resurrection. What was one part of the mother and father would have died without the joining that occurred within becomes new life. Pat. Well, I know no one has joined us because the tongues are still on. So we can reflect on these first four paragraphs and whatever, you know, somebody wants to opine on it, speak of something that speaks to their heart. And, you know, there's that last line in one where he says, this is what we're speaking of when speaking of miracle mindedness and miracle readiness. 
And that's, you know, the union and the conception action of inspiration manifestation. This is wholeheartedness and is achieved through mindfulness. So, the blending. The floor is open. And this year I'm going to read you to and I think the second paragraph, um, whether either male or female matters not, as you are in truth the union of each. And I think we're coming to that today. I think, I think people as a whole, the sonship as a whole, perhaps, is opening to that reality. And it says, the end of separation that brought about the resurrection brought about this union. And the separation is only in form. So I think that's, that's becoming more, you know, someone <laughs> said the other day, they noticed that it looks like males are becoming more feminine and, feminine, and the women are becoming more masculine. And, and it seems like, yeah, maybe we're, we're going to end up just, just united, you know, with even our forms united. What is mutual gender? They have a name for it, you know, the blending. Oh, oh, oh yeah? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm complaining. But you know, <laughs> go ahead, I'm sorry. You finished. No, I'm done. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm done. You know, but, you know, and I, I'm involved with, you know, um, another group that we, uh, Mother Mary, uh, has been channeling through Mari, you know, to Mari Perone, through Marari, and now there's another one, Marari, and the other one. Uh I forget it. And all she does talk about or channeled to Marie Perone is it is the time of the feminine. It's happening. Not that it's going to replace the masculine, but the masculine has been predominant the century upon centuries. But now it's the blending of the the, uh, feminine with the masculine. And, you know, if you go back in history, way back in civilization, as we know it through our history books, women were the rulers initially. Cleopatra, you know, there was mighty, mighty women. And then the masculine came. Let me just say hello, welcome. Sorry. Hi, Paula, Yvonne. I'm tuning in a little late. Hi. Well, you, you're in the company of Judy and Reverend Rita Joy and Reverend Bill and Gloria. Okay. That's beautiful. Okay. So we just read uh, Chapter 9 in the Art of Thought, Giving and Receiving, and we read the first four paragraphs. So I'll give you time to kind of peruse that through, but we're kind of dialoguing right now, just sharing what comes to mind. You're welcome. And I'll put you on the reading list, right? Okay, Paula, you can. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So we were just talking about the blending of masculine and feminine, as mentioned, you know. And, you know, you can equate that, to, I would say, like the mind and the heart. The masculine being the mind and the intellectual and the women being the feminine and the dominant. And I say that because I think the heart is the dominant factor. That's my choice, my beliefs. So, 
The floor is open, ladies and gentlemen. Anything you want to add? This is Judy, and I just want to um, ask if, okay, I just want to ask something. And it was what you read earlier, Paula, in uh, 8.17, the last paragraph of the previous chapter. And it says here something about the art of thought brings all that we have seen as parts of ourselves, such as male and female. And here are the, the things like conception is more of a, an inner thing and action is more of an outward thing, inspiration more of a, an inner thing and manifestation more of an outer thing. And I'm seeing it rather than as male and female characteristics, just a part of the whole that we all are. And I just wondered if anybody else sees it like that or sees it in another way, I'd be very interested and then I'm completely mm. mm. Yeah. I can see how you see it, but but together it goes into wholehearted. So that's I think what's going to what Reverend Reverend Regis said tonight. It's the blending. The auditor has been seeing parts of the cell, but uh, but when you with conception and action, it's like a continuum. Inspiration, like you can't have one without the other. Am I reading that right? Together into the wholehearted. Okay, thank you. That's how I'm reading it. That's actually how I was reading it as well. I just got a little confused with talk of male and and female uh, rather than, you know, rather than seeing it as just strictly a male or a female characteristic, rather the... um, the overall, and I don't even have the word for it, of conception, concepts, okay? I have a concept, an idea, and then I put it into action. I have an inspiration, um, and then I manifest whatever that inspiration is. And yeah, that's all together into the wholehearted. So I I just thought, like, I was seeing it rather than a male and a female thing, rather something Mm. that is a part of the whole of us that is just parts of ourselves that that we are bringing into into the yep. uh, wholehearted. Yeah. Okay. How I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anybody thanks. else want to jump in on that one? <laughs> yeah, because even in the first, what does he say in paragraph one, right in the middle? The practice uh, of the art of thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. is what will bring so about this, the union of male and female. Yeah. yeah, of inspiration and manifestation. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of when speaking of miracle mindedness or miracle readiness, and you know those are two very prominent words that you know I can recall from a course of miracles: miracle mindedness and miracle readiness. Right, Reverend Rija? <laughs> are you there? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This is what we have been speaking of when speaking of that. And I love how he said, this is wholeheartedness. I love how the emphasis on the is and is achieved mm-hmm. through mindfulness. 
Yeah, that's the part that caught me was the mindfulness, being the awareness, the conscious awareness of my own focus. Where am I centered? But how about that first sentence in two? Read it, Judy. Whether you be male or female matters not, (laughs) as you are in truth the union of each. The end of separation. Yeah. Yeah. Union. Union and relationship. Reverend Bill, you're very quiet. (laughs) Are you there? Reverend Bill? I wonder if you lost him. Uh... Did you have a question or No, I was just No, I was just if you wanted to jump well, in. I have a question. Yeah. Right. I'm appreciating the message at the end of paragraph two. <clears throat> the separation of the male and female continues to exist only in form. That the male and female exist within each one of us. Uh, no surprise to hear that. And and yet, within the form that we put together and everything that falls out of that form, we see the distinction. But it's only in form. And um, I, what I, I'm also looking at, alluding this back to the message of the bird, the, that first sentence, that art of thought is not possible without a return to the virgin or unaltered self. In other words, our our willingness to be open to who we are as created is bringing us back to what we call our virgin or our unaltered state. So this speaks about our oneness with everyone. Speaks about our relationship with everyone. All is whole. And the consideration of male and female exists only in the form that we are operating in or operating from. That's what's coming up for me about those first couple of paragraphs. I really appreciate them. Appreciate the recognition of us awakening, our us returning home to our oneness. Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Reverend Bell. That spoke to me as well as being, as being in a state of remembering the truth of who we are. That's our unaltered, our virgin state, the truth mm-hmm. of who we really are. And a good place to be, huh? Doesn't it feel good? Yeah. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> Ah, yeah. 
I love how he gets the message forth to us in such a gentle way. Yeah. Paula, this is Yvonne. You said you read the first four paragraphs? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now, and it's actually interesting for me. I haven't thought about this before. I didn't really think about why he used the male and female, but he says, you are used to creating in outward ways. And one of the few exceptions to this outward is the act of giving birth. But birth, like all outward manifestations, but reflects inner change. So we can't just look at birth. The, the, in, mm-hmm. the, the inner change that we're all experiencing is the, the self, the, the, the inward change to become to, 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 to self. So I kind of, that's the first time, because I haven't looked at this again since when we read it before, but when I'm reading this paragraph now, it puts a whole new light on why he talks about the male and female. These are all outward manifestations uh, of oneness, but we're talking about inward manifestation. That's kind of where I am on that by just reading that one paragraph. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, Yvonne. Thanks. Mm. Yeah. You know, you, you can almost look at it like when he says it reflects inner change, but birth, like all outward manifestations, it's like by us going within and letting go of whatever we're, you know, we're holding on to, you know, let's let's go to the Course of Miracles, you know, the atonement process, you know, letting go of the fears, the doubts, and giving birth and changing. So it's the changing within and the action of a birth is, you know, manifesting out. And that's the change, reflects the inner change. And that's what we share when we find the truth within ourselves. That's how, you know, it's like it's all within. And as he says many times in this work, as within, so without. So once we affect that change within, we reflect it out. And he uses the term, you know, he uses birth as a perfect example. The growth of a new being within the womb of another is a visible manifestation of gestation, which is the prelude to resurrection. And what is resurrection? Coming home to the truth, going home to the truth of the truth. Right? Am I reading that right? Mm-hmm. So on the five, he says, you're not, you're not, now you're asked to carry new life, not in the womb, mm-hmm. but in the united mind and heart. Right. It comes mm-hmm. new life. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. And the art of birth always brings on new life between male and female, Right. You can't have two males, you can't have two, fe- two uh, females. You have to have a male, female in every part of nature. No, I think, which is the one? There's one species that it's reversed. Odd, like some kind of odd thing. My, my sons always watch National Geographic and all those shows, so <laughs> I'm very well versed on it. <laughs> The natural world. (laughs) (sighs) 
So what do you think? Should we continue reading on? Sure. Ready? I was hoping Miguel joined us. He's usually on by now. I love him. He, he, he knows this book so well. I love when he says, and if you go back to chapter five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got his own group going. I think Monday night? No, not Monday night. I forgot what night. He's got his own group going. Anyway. So here we go. We've got Judy, Reverend Rita, Bill, Gloria, and Yvonne. So Judy, do five and six, and then everyone will take a paragraph after that. Okay? Okay. Now you are asked to carry new life, not in the womb, but in the united mind and heart. Let us consider why birth has been the purview of women, and males have been incapable of giving birth. This is because in your version, in your version of creation, there needed to be a giver and a receiver. You knew that giving and receiving makes one in truth. This is your recreation of this universal truth. You remembered that something does not come from nothing and that nothing is all that exists without relationship. Pass. Oh, I'm next. Um, sorry. Yet you have not remembered that the first union is of mind and heart. The first union is union with the self. This union with the self is resurrection or rebirth. All are capable of this life-giving union. All are capable of birthing the self. But what then of the necessary act of giving and receiving? In this birth of the true self, who is the giver and who is the receiver? In order for the true self to be birthed, giving and receiving must be one in truth. Yet it seems there must be one to give and one to receive. You have long waited to receive what you have thought could come only from some other. Your churches are but evidence of this as you seek from religion an intercessor, one to facilitate for you this receiving or communion. Only through the Christ within you does this receiving excuse me, does this giving and receiving become one in truth? As I waited my, my death, I was given the gift of knowing what will come to be through my resurrection. This is a try to pass on in the simplest of terms. I tried to make it known <clears throat> that while I will die and resurrect into a new form, you will also, that is the new form will exist within you, that you will become the body of the Christ, and giving and receiving will be complete. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
You are the body of Christ. Thank you. Pass. What will it mean to bring about the union of the male and female, of conception and action, of inspiration and manifestation? It will mean union in a time of miracles. It will mean that you are the living body of Christ. Well, everyone has an opportunity to read. Anything speak to you that you want to discuss at this point? This is Reverend Bill. I'm just kind of uh, relishing this message, the way he's describing this to us tonight, to recognize that, that we start this whole journey, this whole exploration in these separated states that includes the male and female, but more importantly, it includes each one of us believing that we are separate. And he's now told us here that the true union is there in each one of us, the male and the female, but more importantly, the body of Christ, the Christ that is our reality that we stepped away from in our belief in separation or, or became unaware of, I guess we would say, <laughs> or lost, lost awareness of it. How's that? Mm-hmm. That uh, this is really a pretty powerful statement. I, I recognize this and I savor this in relation to this having come about as a result of the resurrection of recognizing the body of Christ in Jesus and also the body in Christ in each one of us. Uh, I'm just getting a very peaceful and very contented feeling of this, just, just relishing this discussion here now about about how deep that goes, <laughs> at least for me at this point, um, how deeply I feel and celebrate and appreciate this. Um, I've read this many times, and yet reading it in, in this in this context with this commitment and. Uh, this dialogue is just bringing me to a, an explosion of joy and gratitude. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Reverend oh, Bill. Reverend Bill, thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. You should see it from this I just, side. <laughs> I was, I was, I was just going to say that I share that feeling. I am feeling it. I experienced it as you were sharing it. I, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get it. 
I get it, because it is within us as individuals. And I find that to the depth that I am willing to allow it to touch me. I can feel it to that intensity, and it is beautiful. It really is. So again, thank Thank you, you and thank you. (laughs) Here here is an example of uh, dialogue extraordinaire. Dialogue unveiling and and just each one can accept this and receive this uh, mm-hmm. Including me as I was sharing this. Thank you Yeah Yeah, yeah, thank you. And this is Yvonne. It's certainly opening up a big space for me, too I have to leave <laughs> with it longer to grasp it, but there's certainly something there Thanks everyone Yeah, yeah, thank you Yvonne you know, there's that line in eight that I keep going up to. I mean, it just stuck with me because, you know, I can relate to it in so many ways. Right in the middle, he said, you have long awaited to receive receive what you thought could only come from some other, you know. And, I, you know, I can go back, you know, being what well, I call a Reformed Catholic or any organized religion, you know, like, you had to, you know, you were there, and you had to be the receiver, and that's it. But he's saying no. You, you didn't have to wait for another. You're, and he says the churches, your churches are but evidence of this, as you seek from religion an interceder. Only to the Christ within you does this giving and receiving become one in truth. That's the yeah. just like wraps a bow around it, you know, it's like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of it, isn't it? It mm-hmm. is all within each each of us. We all have the capacity, we all have the ability, we all have what it takes just to allow these feelings to surface within us to actually feel and experience exactly what he's talking about. And we have the willingness. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that one point is ten. You are the body of Christ. The elevated self That's, of one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or as he puts it, the elevated body beyond form. Mm-hmm. I see it as a complete superseding of all, of all, uh, all ego, and I'm talking about that particular portion of the ego that likes to think it's the everything of everything. <laughs> so it supersedes that ego that says, "No, I'm just a part of the whole," and I gladly surrender my position, if you like, and become encompassed within the entirety of the wholeness of who we are. That's good. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, right here in five, I know that was just the beginning. It says you are asked to carry new life, not in the womb, but in the united mind and heart. So Mm -hmm. if you're thinking about life, usually it's, the male and the female, right? The giving and the receiving new life. That's how you get new life, by creating creating new life other than you. But what he's saying, 
you, you, you are asked to carry new life in the united mind and heart. So this is extraordinary for me tonight. This is wonderful. I'm so glad I got on, Paula. We were out for yes. dinner and we were friends and we oh. were getting leaving. And Paula was saying, don't you get on? The, you got to call Paula tonight. And I said, we might not make it in time. And we were still <laughs> out at 8. Oh, no, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. See, here we are again. Thank you. Oh. Well, thanks to your husband. <laughs> he was a driver. Uh, he's he a, driver. a driver. I'm just explaining about traffic. That's right. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, you like what you just said, and, you know, he carries that thought right into seven. Okay. Yeah, you, have, yeah, you have not remembered that the first union of mind and heart, the first union is union with the true self. You go. And this union is the is that with the true self is resurrection or rebirth. Mm-hmm. And all are capable of life-giving union. All are capable of birthing the true self. And then I love how he goes on with the next. You know, that it's all the necessary art of giving and receiving in this birth of the true self. Who is the giver and who is the receiver? It's us, one, just one and the same. And he says that giving and receiving is one and the same and true. Oh boy. Yeah. God is God is the creator, God is the giver, and we are an extension of God. We are an idea in the mind of God. And we are the receiver. We receive from God and give back to God. And that love extends. All union is with the creator first. I know it said that somewhere in the course. Only before we get too yeah. Yeah, briefly, before we get too far away from it, I just wanted to thank Yvonne and Paula for what you're just sharing in these last couple oh. of minutes. Oh. Thank you. Thank you for your sharing, Reverend Bill. Yeah. Okay. We are one. We are one. Who is the giver and who is the receiver? We all share and we all receive as one. Yeah, absolutely. I don't come into these calls as an ego. I love to come into these calls as something other than the ego that I pretend to be. I love to come into these calls knowing that I am one with you, that we are all one together. Hmm. Yeah. There is a oneness of which we are all a part of. There's a great book. You read that book, I told you, right, by Rasha? Oneness? Oh, my God, yes. I love that book. Oh, my God. It just puts everything into so much perspective. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to say something to Judy, what what you were just speaking of. Um, That... In our morning readings, we are now in day 16 and day 17, and there's extensive discussion about the importance or the value for each of us to be involved in these circles, in having these dialogues, being able to talk about this as we are in a manner that we are open to receiving it, that in our day-to-day conversations, uh, people are not ready to hear this or not open to this and would not 
would not know how to receive it. But he's, we're re, I'm reading in these, these recent days the value of having these circles for us to come together in this state of oneness and to be yes. able to share in this manner. And, and that this is strengthening it in us. It is uh, just making it more natural. I, at least for me, I feel like it's becoming more natural in these, in these sessions, in these, these dialogues that we are having like this. So oh, I, I just wanted, I wanted to just throw that into this discussion that we're having now. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you. You know what? This is Reverend Richard Joy, and you know, thanks, Reverend Bill. Uh, I have to add that I think technology. I think it's so wonderful that technology is moving right along and and granting us the ability to unite in this way. And I think it's just so wonderful. And and the other, and that sort of dovetails into a thought that I had a couple minutes ago um, was that things are moving at a really fast pace. Uh, you know, we know how much has changed. I mean, I was born in 1948, and it seems like a really long time ago. It was, but there was so much has changed since that time, and it's changing exponentially. I think I just got a, I did, I, I got an e-book, and I forget the name of it. Or no, it's an audio book, and it's about exponential change. That's really rapid change. So I think what's happening is that we're going to, all of us are going to get to the point that we will be opening to the idea that it's within us, as it says in 8, you know, only through the Christ within you does this giving and receiving become one in truth. It's pointing back to with to all of us taking um, the responsibility for the rebirth of ourself, that union, that first union, which is with ourself. And so I think all will be asked to do that and, and help one another. <laughs> and like you said, these joinings, these gatherings, you know, these sharings are just all part of it, you know, all part of the awakening of the sonship. So I'm, I'm glad to be awakening yeah. with all of you. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like everything you said, Reverend Rita, it's, it's so true, you know, that the like souls are finding each other and coming together, and we will be the light. And like, you know, they said the birth rate is so high because souls are coming in. They want to help spread the word. They want it. Yeah, yeah it, it's happening, and it, it feels great to be part of it. Really, it's I feel very blessed. Yeah, I feel yeah. so blessed to be a part of it. And I, I, there's just one thing that I want to add to what you just shared, Paula, and that is the energy that we produce in these sessions goes everywhere. Nice. This is beautiful, positive, loving energy that just goes wherever it is needed. I, I have a question. Uh, bear with me, my friends. Is <clears throat> were we a few moments ago? Were we hearing from Reverend Regia or was that Judy? I couldn't. That I was, was Reverend Regia. 
Okay, I thought so. All right, thank you. I just want to be able to make the distinction there. Thank you. And just welcome <laughs> it all as being one anyway. <laughs> yes. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> We're one and the same in truth. <laughs> yes. So it doesn't matter, really. But yeah, I, I guess yes. <laughs> Thank you. You know, just to echo what we were just saying about what's happening, you know, so quickly. And he, he kind of, in, in a kind of, in, in 11, he says, that you are the body of Christ. What will this mean to bring it back about the union of the male and female, of conception and action? And that's what Judy was speaking of, the difference, the, the blending of inspiration and manifestation. It will mean union and a time of miracles. That's exactly what we were just saying. It will mean that you are the living body of Christ. That's the, the speed up. It will be time of miracles. And, you know, I think we all, I know me, I look for those miracles and they happen. They happen, minor little things. They happen within when I'm falling into some depth of fear and I reach out to the Holy Spirit within and I say, help me. Help me to remember who I truly am. And I find that strength within. And I try to take some deep breaths of silence within. And things clear. Things happen. And even when they don't, it's okay. But having that lifeline to the truth in my humanness, <laughs> in my human form, <clears throat> there's so many words, you know, I just, as within, so without. Yeah. And we're all on our path, you know, however we, we got here, we're here now. One way or another, we find each other. And I say thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'll amen that. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. want to go further into it? But to you. Leave it up to everyone, to the majority. Sounds good to me. 
Me too. Amen. Yeah. Right, we finished with 10, right? We finished with 11, I think, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we finished 11. with 11. Yeah, 11, right. So now we start again. We got Judy, oh, Judy, Reverend Regia, Reverend Bill, Gloria, and Yvonne. So take it away, Judy. <laughs> In the broadest of terms, this is already happening. As the ego has become threatened and allowed the coming of guidance, males and females both have begun to work with the parts of themselves over which the ego has the least control. For males, this has most often meant a turning away from the intellectual realm, which was ruled by the ego, to the realm of feelings. For females... This has most often meant a turning away from the feeling realm where their egos held most sway toward the intellectual. This instinctual turning toward an opposite has been made to serve you through the intercession of the Holy Spirit. In turning within rather than without to find what you need to free you from the ego's reign, you have turned toward wholeness. In the same way that embracing both the male and female attributes within you causes a merging of both and a wholeness to be achieved, so too does a wholeness then come about with conception and action, inspiration and manifestation. Yeah, wow. You know, we can just just dialogue on that one paragraph. I mean, (laughs) it is so (laughs) epic. <laughs> I think we could spend hours on. What do you say again? <laughs> I mean, it's just so, it's yeah, so that was pretty huge. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if that goes to what I forgot who raised it. You know, is that the feminine and masculine roles in this particular time and space where? You know, and I know people look at, you know, men that decide, you know, now they have all these feminine attributes and they're showing it and they're proud of it. And women having found that they have more masculine traits and want to show it not only in their demeanor but in their dress and their way of life. And, you know, and it, it just bothers me so, so much when I hear some small-minded people you know, chiding and making fun. And, and I'm saying, like, but no, that's their truth. That's who they are. You know, and, and having been, you know, part of the unity movement, you know, we accept all. We're all one with God no matter what. And yet there's still that, that, uh, that judgment out there, that criticism, that, what is it? What's behind all that? It's fear. What are they afraid of? You know, accept it. Uh, do you agree with me or am I off in left field somewhere on my own? <laughs> I don't think you're off in left field, honey. I think that basically we're talking about individuals as a whole that make up the billions that we have in the population. Mm. And there are a few people that are very outspoken against um, yeah. against people who have a different idea towards themselves and towards life. Um, 
I personally feel that the people who, especially the ones that use the pronouns, I think they've got it more together than just about anybody else. It seems like they understand the basic reality of the merging of the two. So, you know, I mean, who cares about the small-minded people? They'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, but, you know, it's a generational thing, too, you know. From when I, and I'm not judging. Please don't take it as mm-hmm. a judgment. It's just my observation. You know, like no. the younger generation seems to be more accepting. The youngest souls in the human form. The older generation holds to certain. And I hear it. And it's, <laughs> it's like, no. But, but you know... Even, I mean, like, you know, and I, you know, I, I live in this very large senior development. And in the last, and I'm here six years already, and I'd say in the last five years, there's been a movement within just this little small community of diverse, diversity and inclusion. Except all. I, I love it. I love it. And yet there's that fraction that holds out, you know, like, anyway. But it's just, they're God's children. We're all the same, but we're one with God, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Purple skin with blue polka dots, so what? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. To this discussion, um... And this this switch in the masculine and the feminine and in their 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 interest, if you will. As you were speaking about that, what came up for me was the term coming to know. We all know that one well from a course of love, don't we? Mm-hmm. That that our existence here is in a state of coming to know. Uh, that is, is, is such a positive means of being able to address what's unfolding for us. Um, so I, I bring that into this discussion. I also would acknowledge that um, bless everyone's hearts and all the generations in, uh, of all who are here that... I fully accept that there's a willingness on this elder group, if you will, to be more open to be exploring beyond what the way things are according to the world has been defined. That the group here or those who are with us are, we've we've been through enough, if you will, to know that there has to be a better way. Thank you, Helen. True. Uh, but, yeah. but, and, and, yeah, we've been willing, and here we are finding it. And we are paving the way, although it, what our progress is paving the way for all who follow, although it may not be at all in the manner in which we have come across it or we've come to recognize it. Um, you know, one of my favorite lines in or paragraphs is on page 260 in this where where Jesus has told us that 
the <clears throat> what is unfolding now is that the the last generation of those who were born and living in the indirect relationship will come to an end and soon everyone who walks this earth will be in a state where they have a direct they know they have a direct relationship with God. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh we just we I'm honored and I make and I'd suggest that each one of us are honored to be in this state where we are uh just being willing to see this and say as I say in so many other places anymore this is the only game in town mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you I'm complete yeah, thanks thanks for Bill. right on <laughs> amen to that Reverend Bill oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. So the forerunners. <laughs> well, somebody has to be the transitional generation. Yeah. And by the way, when you were talking how the older generation doesn't accept, I take umbrage. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, less, I'm, I'm, I'm less. I'm, 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 I'm on part of the older generation, but you know, I, I see it more unless, prevalent unless you can my peers <laughs> than. The younger generation. <laughs> yeah, unless you consider me the younger generation, which at this point I think is highly ludicrous, but in any event. <laughs> Just wanted to share that. And also, um, I've also, uh, I don't know where this comes from, but it seems to me that people who fight the strongest against, and, you know, against people with alternate views of life and lifestyle are the ones I think that are the most repressed and most fearful that they, that they have those same instincts within them and do everything they can to suppress them. Mm. But that's just my little opinion. I could be wrong. Yeah, well, could be, you know, because everything is within. And as mm-hmm. we learn, you know, through our studies, whether miracles or one, it's all what's within is projected out. Every time. You see, you see your fear. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Not right in your face. Yeah. Yeah. So rather than, so I, I have found in most recent years anyway, well, actually, no, my whole life, I have to say that because it's true. I've always looked at these people with an eye towards um, sympathy more than anything, more than anger, uh, just by merely understanding the fact that they just don't get it. They really don't understand. And mm. they're not at fault for that. They just haven't progress yet you know it's like everybody is on their own path and while we as a group do understand the meaning and we really understand the meaning of togetherness and union and oneness a lot of people still don't yet yet being the operative word so it's just a matter of maybe there are just some people that need a little bit more time and let's face it I'm not walking on water yet so you know who am I to say anything about anything Judy, come on. I thought you walked on water. <laughs> oh, only in my dreams, baby. Only in my dreams. <laughs> something, uh, something just came up for me that I'd love to share with everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like I love it when these gifts come through. Um, 
Let's imagine Jesus walking here 2,000 years ago, knowing that the way that he was dealing with everyone was seeing them for who they are as the Christ. This is how he brought about the healing. This is how the, the, the empowerment that he felt by others accepting him that just propelled him further as he, as he talks about um, in the course of love, uh, that just envision that what he, was, what he was doing at that time in terms of seeing everybody as the Christ and holding them in that light as he brings about healing for them, as they, as they actually bring about healing for themselves from what they realize from that, albeit brief, connection with Jesus. So there's a picture from back then. And then here in the course, he makes a statement. He says, this world has gotten too complicated for one person to do this. This is why he's calling on us. Exactly. And, and our role in all of this is to just see and know the divinity that is within everyone, not unlike what unity has been saying all along since its foundation, to right. see and know the unity, the, know the divinity, the Christ that is in everyone. Even though how you explain that to him, how you say that to him, may not come across very smoothly <laughs> or may not be in a means that we can offer it, but we can walk around knowing that as a reality of everybody who we're with and see what a difference that makes for us in our relationship with them and bringing it forward, whatever mm -hmm. the generation is that we're speaking about. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you. And that's absolutely true. Even in a course, I mean, even in, in a course in miracles, Jesus talks about how do we respond when somebody is fearful? We respond with love. And this is an energy. We don't have to speak a word, but our energy will speak volumes. Our energy of feeling and experiencing that love, that divinity which only comes from God, which is God's love, the love of God, by experiencing that and feeling that and allowing that to emanate from us, will speak far more than any words could. Anyway, that's how I feel. Oh, it's great. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, it is so, so energy. Amen. Amen, amen. I'll share that well, Let's see what Gloria, Gloria's kind of quiet tonight, sweetie. You want to pipe up? She's here. It's, it's something in her. <laughs> I'm just listening and digesting all that I hear from all of you. Um, is that's all I'm going to say? <laughs> oh, that's perfect, Gloria. You always say the perfect thing. <laughs> there's a smile on her face, and there's a glow Good. coming from her. Actually, that's a new nickname. That's a new nickname. <laughs> Both. No. 
flow. I love it. <laughs> That's so sweet. Let me just say, Reverend Reed, are you enjoying your evening with us? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I actually, you know, I don't know, yeah. It's, it's uh, like you said, a dialogue, which is great, which I, you know, I haven't been on other groups that are, you know, quite like uh, the dialogue that's happening, which is beautiful. Yeah. It is yeah. different, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rija. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yeah. So, Reverend Bill, you want to speak? Yeah, I have a, a project that's coming up. <clears throat> this Sunday, I'm giving a talk at a um, First Congregational Community Church. Yeah. Back in the, the heart of Christianity, so to speak, um, and the the theme, the underlying theme of us coming together in this lesson is on matters of racism. Okay, and I'm part of a group that we're looking at that. What can we do for others to become more aware of their role or to grow from? their experience of discovering any racism that they have going on. And as I've, as I've been preparing this talk for the last two months, <laughs> um, where, it, where it rests is the, the essence of the, of the talk is going to be speaking about the love, the love that is our reality, the, the God's love. And uh, the title, you know, get a kick out of the title of the talk. It's <clears throat> Love or Fear, Unity, or excuse me, you, uh, oh, it's Love or Fear, Inclusion, or Separation. And so uh, I spend a major portion of this, speak, this talk uh, speaking about love and love as we are talking about it, about um, the love from God and, and asking people to look more deeply at their personal experience of that love more so than the what might, we might call the intellectual love. And um, this has just been unfolding and some of the people who are in my group are, are kind of unsettled that I'm not saying, well, we need to take more action. People need to take more action. Well, the message that I'm bringing to them ultimately is their action begins with themselves. Them being willing to awaken. Them being willing to see uh, perhaps there's more than, than meets the eye as far as what's, for, what's there for each one of us to be doing. And, and this, this talk just kind of evolved in this manner over, the, over as I say, the last couple of months. But um, the closer we get to it, the more and more thrilled I am about that. And, and the support from this group, this, this talk here, or this time here, um, just kind of feeds this entire process, this entire journey. Because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the congregants 
being able to see, well, he's talking about racism, but he's also talking about me and my relationship with God. So uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys and have no idea how this is going to unfold, but looking forward to it. Thank you. I'm wow. complete. That, that is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so very cool. Yes. I, I love how you said it took taken about a couple of months to put it together. Boy, my oh. eagle is having a field day over that. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Well, the more, sh- the more confident, Bill, that you are in giving the talk, the more it will go over. Remember, it's just all energy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Reza. Thank you, Reverend. Reza. And you know, Reverend Bill, if you're coming from that truth, it'll just flow. You yeah, won't well, even think yeah. of that. Those words will just come from within, from the true self, and you'll say it's just the way it's supposed to be spoken. You don't even need a script. Mm-mm. You know that. So it'll be great. I, I'd be yeah, great yeah. if they recorded it. We'd love to hear it. Oh, they will be. It will be recorded. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh. Now I've got a fully written out script that I'm going to use as 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 the the heart of it, and, and if anybody were to listen to that afterwards, you'd probably hear, although I may not be speaking directly about A Course in Miracles or A Course of Love or our teachings mm-hmm. here, but I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to make it a personal, personal opportunity for people to look at how they've considered yeah. themselves and their, their, their well, shine connection through. with them. So well, you get, it will shine through. Yeah, I have a question, Bill. Recording, and we can spend a, a Wednesday evening listening to it <laughs> and giving our comments. <laughs> I'm only kidding. There'll be a, one thing. Bill, there'll be a live stream questions? going on. There's what a live that? stream going on, and then that recording is available afterwards. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I'll keep you posted. Judy. Oh, please do. Judy, you yeah. going to say something? Yeah, I wanted to ask Bill a question. When you were describing it, um, I thought I heard you say something, and I heard the word them. Was I correct in that? Sorry, Is that in your speech somewhere about them, T-H-E-M, them? P-H-E-M. I... Sorry, I'm not, not connecting that. Do you remember okay. what, in what context I was saying that? Or? I think you were giving, I think you were, um, I think you were sharing part of your talk, and I thought I heard you mention them, and talking about them or something to the effect. And if I'm wrong, that's fine. I, I, I'm happy to be wrong. Oh, them. 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 Yeah. yeah. Them. Okay, them. I thought you said P H E N. T H E N. No, no. Um, yeah. uh, my take on it is that's how they will hear this. That this it is might how be they will receive it. Well, oh, yeah, and oh, see. They. Okay. Actually, yeah, no, okay. okay. We even saw that in our reading earlier today. Uh, or earlier in here, where it spoke spoke of 
we need, I may be confusing this with our, my group earlier this morning, that, that we start from a place of, of believing in our being separate. And it's, it's through that, through that path we've gotten where we have in this material along the way. But, we, but our starting point had been in a state of separation of them becomes relevant gotcha. to that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The us and them theory. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you Thank for asking you. that. You know, yeah. you guys ask these questions and it just becomes deeper and more exciting for me. Thank you. I That's appreciate good. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, thank you all. No, thank you. So the church, did the church, did your group solicit them to have this discussion, or the church came to you? I got hooked up with a group of of uh, white Christians against racism. Uh, to state it simply, that that they're mm-hmm. looking at exploring exploring um, what they can do to be involved to what they can do to be involved in addressing and supporting the elimination of racism on the one hand I'm looking at it uh, that yes that may be like the model or an example a symbol of, of how this can become relevant but as you're hearing from me I hope you're hearing that I'm speaking that this is about us being open on all fronts to our own mm-hmm. inner journey, our own what we what we are here to discover within ourselves. Perfect. And yeah. How yeah. We yeah. Yeah. That came through. That yeah. Came that through. did that, most definitely. Yeah. And, and sure, no matter what words you use, approach. Yeah. Yeah. It is whatever words you happen to use. I'm sure that message will come through loud and clear because your intent will be your intent will be read. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you guys are just, I, I, I'm so glad I shared this tonight because I just feel no. so empowered by how you folks are receiving this, how mm-hmm. this circle is receiving this. Thank you. Well, we you know, are and you, ma- you, made the, you, know, you made a statement before there are those in the group, I'm sure, that want to see more action, you know, like pick a plot. Oh, yes. And walk this and that but, uh, yes. you know Martha Luther King did it with words oh it was the energy words behind his words that got me yes yeah yeah, yeah. that's what hit me hardest I mean I love yeah. that man I love yeah. that man yeah I mean they were marches and all but they they were peaceful they were of God yeah they were of love yeah yeah absolutely absolutely that was the energy that he that uh, mm-hmm. came from him yeah. Yeah. As you um as you say that, um, I go back to the mountaintop. I've been to the mountaintop yeah. speech mm. that he gave me. Yeah, yeah. Right absolutely. He was assassinated. And I've got goosebumps going through me right now. Because yeah. as I hear that speech, I am clear he was in communication directly with of our course. creator. Of course. And yeah. and that that I've been to the mountaintop. I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I know we will all, as a people, get there. Oh, God. Absolutely. Oh, my. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that went right to my heart. Yeah. But yeah, I got shivers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All about luck. Oh, Reverend Bill, this is Yvonne. I just want to, just to speak about, I'm, I'm so excited that you're doing this uh, talk. Uh, uh, you are speaking to Christians, right? And if yes. we are if or if we are true Christians, then it's natural to follow the words and and the wisdom and what Jesus did. I mean, what he did and what he said, which is what's in the Course of Miracles, right? I mean, Jesus, mm-hmm. oh, everybody knows what Jesus says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you and all this stuff. So if you just listen to what Jesus said, what he preached, they would already be something that would be in their consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why over the years, I guess everything has gotten so fine-tuned and everybody's got their own niche, but we've gotten, even as Christians, they gotten away from the very basic teachings of Jesus. <laughs> you know, the, so going back <laughs> to teaching, is, that's the basic thing. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you're doing it, but... Uh, they should know, quote-unquote, that racism is not part of being a good Christian. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kind of get a, that kind of point. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I think you're already you. probably aware of it, yeah. <laughs> but, I, of course, but you're, you're working with the people who have already supposedly gone past that. So that, that's good. Yeah, well, I'll be... I'd be, yeah, I'd, I'd be, I would love to hear what you had to say. I hope we did a chance to have some kind mm-hmm. of reading on it after listening to it on one of our calls or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the biggest stand in that group is going to be your wife, Gloria. Last time that he talks about... Um, that racism, um, I spoke about that. No, as a as a Latino, as a Mexican, um, receiving also um, qualification of not being good enough, and um, that I supposed to be just cleaning toilets or something like that. And I said, no, all Mexicans do that. <laughs> I'm a professional. I'm, in a, I'm a CPA. I, I have education. And my sister is the same way. So <clears throat> why they treat all Mexicans the same? Put it in the box. Not just Mexicans, uh, any South American people or Oriental people. It's not just for black people. It's for everyone. Mm -hmm. And Gloria, as you're speaking speaking about that to this circle now, recognize that this is a human condition that's embedded in separation. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and this is this is driven by this this belief in special relationships or specialness mm-hmm. that, that has been such a driving force throughout our history of 
given us the nightmare that we're in right now or the illusion that we're in now. So, um, yeah, this, this is... Uh, I thank you for speaking up as you did just now. It's beautiful. And it, it yeah. is, is recognizing... Yeah. Everybody in this call recognizes that this is a human condition of separation. Thank you. That's true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Even though they, even though they, they feel that way, and I'm saying they because I can't really include myself in that. Uh, they feel that way out of fear and ignorance. They just don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just don't know, and they're fearful of what they don't know. You know, Judy, I'm going to say something. They know. They just forgot. Ah, thank you. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I defer to you. Yes. God. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You're what a perfect right. recipe. Yeah. What a perfect recipe for projection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Which is why I. Which is why I offered the opinion. I guess I could call it earlier about why people are fearful of certain mm-hmm. lifestyles is because they have that within them and out of fear mm-hmm. and or whatever, they don't want to look at it. So let's project it outwards. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's pretty much the same as racism and bigotry and, yep, you know, Gloria, I've been on, I've been on the other end of it myself. So, you know, I understand her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we hear is God's messenger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Gloria. And when I say, um, everybody thinks, no everybody, but people think, uh, Latinos, Mexicans especially, um, we are here to clean toilets. There's nothing wrong. I clean. I clean. No. <laughs> Honest work. It's, it's not with that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to call this session to close. My eyes. I've been had a hectic Your eyes day. Your drooping with my with my <laughs> sister. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Thank you, everyone. I yes, and thank you, thank you everybody. Welcome, Reverend Rita. Thanks, thanks, Reverend Bill. Thank you, everyone. Will you come back? Thank you. What's up? Will you come back? Oh, most likely. Great. Love to hear that. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for another glorious evening. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Have a great week, everyone. I love you all. Love you all. Love you. Love you. Love you all. I do love you all. Good night. Stay safe. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Come on. I'm going to end this call.